What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another FN story. We have an organization owner and founder. Uh, Rad, what's going on, man? Going on, Taylor. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for joining me. Uh, you guys at Agent kind of jumped onto the scene fairly recently here in NA and made a big splash with some of the signings. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say, what all is the plan, and uh, where you're going to next. So why don't we start off by like who you are to kind of give everybody an idea of like who's behind the organization. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, once again, thank you as well. So I'm Conrad Thompson, founder and CEO of agents and um, I'm 20 years old. I founded agent back in like late 2019, you know, it was just like a friend group with my friends, you know, we were all just like, you know, kind of playing Fortnite, like basically every single day. And, um, you know, I also played basketball at the time, you know, basketball was like my main sport easily could have went to college for it. But, um, you know, I just, I was kind of like an entrepreneur on the inside and I would kind of think differently. And, um, you know, I never really thought I would have made it to the NBA or anything like that. And, um, you know, I'm not too fond of college You know, I'm currently a full-time college student, but I personally didn't want to work a nine to five or something like that. So that's kind of why I started a business on the side while I was playing basketball. And, you know, it was closer to around, like I said, you know, 2019, 2020, you know, it was when it was founded and that's kind of when COVID happened. So, you know, playing basketball, um, you know, high school and AAU, that kind of like, you know, took a big hit and a big pause. So, you know, I was just at home and my business was kind of doing well on social media. You know, agent on Instagram was kind of killing it. You know, our, our social media posts, our analytics, they were doing really, really well. So that's when I kind of, you know, asked my father to make my business a subsidiary under his own business so that I can legally contract players. So, you know, we kind of, um, you know, signed some Oceana pros um, because I, I was very, very young. You know, I wasn't even 18 at the time and I didn't have a job or anything like that. So, you know, I had two other guys who were kind of helping me, you know, pay player salaries at that time. And like, you know, I that's just kind of how we had to to pay salaries. And, you know, the American dollar versus like, you know, the Australian dollar, it's worth a lot more. So we were just able to kind of get a lot of popular Oceana pros. And, um, you know, some pretty big names in, uh, in Australia or whatever. So, you know, that's kind of how we were able to kind of grow our brand at that point. So, so yeah, I mean, any questions for me so I can continue? Yeah. So, like, who were the first guys that you picked up and, like, why did you choose who you chose? Yeah. So, I mean, there weren't too many free agents at the time as well because there were a lot of orgs that were in the space at this time. But, um, you know, we signed – I think Will was our first signing. You know, he was pretty – he was, they were just, you know, placing really, really high. And, you know, there was like things like Frosty Frenzy and whatnot around that time, like, you know, cash gaps and all that stuff. And these guys, they were kind of like, you know, on the top of the leaderboards consistently. So we signed Will. We signed, um, you know, Rel. Rel was a very, very, very big name in, um, in Oceania. You know, he was Mr. Fresh Asian's duo and he was a free yeah. agent and I loved his content creation. So, you know, we signed him and then we signed Tyrax as well. And then we also merged with an, um, an Oceanic um, esports org. They're, they were called Primitive. So, you know, whenever we merged with them, you know, they brought their players over. And one of them was Sarif. You know, Sarif, he also joined um, Team Power at one point after, you know, and I'll get to this um, later, but after Agent released him. And then we had Eshers and then we had um, a kid named Raptor as well. Okay. So those were the players that we signed and you know they were just killing it they were on top of the leaderboards and you know we were basically if we weren't above power in terms of like pr or whatever we were definitely right behind them so you we were kind of like you know neck at neck with them so yeah gotcha so i i have uh i'm wondering why you started in oce was it purely just because the value of your money went further because you don't sound like you're australian or from new zealand or anything <laughs> um yeah, so why OCE is like the jumping off point for you? 
Yeah. So a little bit before that, you know, when it was like a friend group with me and my friends, you know, we, I had some friends who were really, really great NA players and, you know, some of their friends, they were also a part of the team. They were kind of representing it as a, uh, us as a free agent. And, um, you know, like in the industry at that point, players were getting paid a lot of money from like, you know, in NA and whatnot. And it was just, in Europe and it was just very, very hard to compete. So we just realistically, we wouldn't have added that much value if we were spending what we were in Oceania and NA because we would have been just basically selling players that were just making like heats or whatever that may have not been qualifying for grants. It was very, very tough. So, you know, I was able to pretty much, you know, I just did some math and I was like, hmm, this makes the most sense. These players have large followings. And, you know, we signed these Oceania players because, you know, they're placing very, very high. They have large followings, and this can help grow the brand for the amount of money that we're spending. They might not, they might not be, you know, players that are in North America or, you know, NA West or on, you know, Europe. But, um, you know, I think the value that they added was, you know, very, very well. So that's why, you know, signed Oceania um, players first, because I think that they were the ones that would have definitely took our brand to another level. And it for sure did. You know, I learned a lot from doing that. So, so yeah. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. You get a little more bang for your buck when you go to those smaller regions and at the time i mean 2018 2019 there was still like the massive content create there still is the massive content creators over in australia yeah but it it had the viewership of the larger regions just not necessarily the player base so for you you're kind of getting the best of both worlds um besides I, i don't know if you guys did percentage contracts or anything like that, but a little bit, yeah, yeah. So, so you were making something. No, not as good as it would have been, but nonetheless, you still got to get a name for yourself. And being an organization owner is freaking hard. I can imagine that there's a lot of money spent. You're essentially just shoving money into a furnace and continuing to burn it over and over again until you kind of create a stable brand that you can then pitch to sponsors or sell merch or anything like that. Like how, well, one, why, like why start an organization? You said you didn't want to be in a nine to five position, but at the same time, there's also other ways where you could go ahead and earn some money. Yeah. Another business. Yeah. Yeah. Like why did you decide to, to start the organization in the first place? Well, growing up, you know, I was a pretty big fan of FaZe. You know, I loved watching people like Rain, you know, Adapt, Blaziken, Apex, all of those guys, you know. And I, when I was in middle school, I would just constantly watch them. I loved their content. So, you know, I always wanted to kind of create my own esports work because of those guys. So, you know, that kind of stuck with me, you know, that, you know, it's just like a childhood memory or whatever. So, you know, whenever Fortnite came out, it was just very like legendary. You know, that game is just like it just it just hit me hard and you know that's when i was just like you know this is it i'm gonna create my own clan or whatever you wanted to call it so that's why i started it so what really made me pursue it and honestly put the ball down when i really could have went to college for this with no doubt was the social media following you know the engagement on social media was very very high and you know once i can once i and we weren't really spending much money or if anything no money because we had no money to spend but yet we were still doing well on social media you know i kind of just um I saw the potential, you know, I was studying a lot of other teams, you know, teams that I would for sure study. And I love to watch a team like extra extra gaming, you know, I'd also talk to the owners quite often and, you know, get a lot of insight from them. 
But, you know, I did know that a lot of organizations were spending lots a lot and lots of money and lots of teams were also ending. So it's kind of, you know, it definitely sucks. So you needed to kind of like, you know, figure out ways to like kind of pivot and whatnot to, to adapt and try to make money because, you know, investors, you know, when they see that they're not making return, you know, or any return, then they kind of want to pull out and put their money elsewhere, especially if you're not a, you know, a big team like, you know, a phase or a hundred thieves or a team liquid to where you just easily have the connections to kind of find like-minded investors. So it's very, very hard if you're kind of like a startup team, especially just a young kid you know with no college degree or any type of connections at all so it's um it's very very difficult but um you know definitely seeing the social media traction that we were getting is what made me really pursue it and want to continue with this because you know i just had like that drive and the passion and the um the hunger i guess you know i just i really wanted to own like a top esports work so <laughs> yeah shout out to the fans i guess yeah that. that's cool that's cool um a lot of a lot of people i feel like have similar stories you know you get to see all the successes and failures and fun that different organizations and rosters have. And now you've kind of put yourself in a position where you get to actually do that. Not everyone yeah. does. A lot of people say they want to do it and never make it happen. So congratulations, first of all, for doing Thank that. Um, that's no small feat to kind of get the roster that you've put together at this point. And so walk me through, we, we go OCE and I'm going to be yeah, honest, like I, I didn't know much. I, I do remember agent at the time, yeah. but it seems like there was a, like a quiet period for you guys. Like what yeah. all happened where you went OCE kind of seemingly shut down or stopped doing whatever you were doing and then jumping back into now NA Fortnite, which is one of the premier regions. Yeah, no, that, I'm glad you asked this question. You know, it's one of the stories I tell a lot of people. So pretty much, you know, we were killing it in Oceania, you know, like power is different because they have a very famous owner, Lachlan, but for an organization that, you know, didn't have the the huge names and the huge funding like they did, we honestly set ourselves apart from any other organization in that region. And, you know, it's not, you know, not to toot my own horn because like, you know, a lot of other NA orgs were, you know, basically doing what we were doing, but better, but we just didn't have the funding and we were still doing really, really well on social media. So it kind of hit me, you know, I was just like, um, kind of can't sit around and wait for sponsorships or investors to come. You know, I needed to go out on my own and find it because, you know, we, we I, I, I honestly, just to say, I kind of know what I'm doing, you know, and like, like, like I said, you know, I saw lots of teams end. So it helped me realize I shouldn't do that because it's going to allow us to basically do the same thing. You know, we're going to end up ceasing to exist. So pretty much what happened was once all of my players contracts ended, I, um, I realistically just didn't resign them. You know, like I said, Sarf ended up joining power. Some of these players ended up joining some pretty, you know, pretty good organizations, but in that year to a year and a half quiet or time frame or whatever you wanted to call it. Um, I really just was on grind mode every single day to raise funding since like the October of like 2022, all the way up until June of 2023. And I got funding a few months before June. It just took me some time to kind of like relaunch, but Pretty much every single day, I was emailing lots of companies to sponsor the org. I was emailing lots of NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB players, all of their agents, and I was DMing them on Instagram as well. So what I would do is, you know, I kind of created a business deck and I would, you know, have meetings with these NFL players or NBA players, all of their agents, you know, every single week. And um, pretty much, you know, I was pitching them the stack saying, hey, you know, here's what we can do for the athlete. And, you know, here's the business model, so on and so forth. Here's how we add value to them long term, you know, so on, so on, forth. And, you know, it took me a long, a very, 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 a very long time. You know, I almost, you know, kind of wanted to give up, but, you know, I didn't let the, that, you know, that feeling, you know, get to me and I just kept going. So I ended up getting a very, very famous, um, 
NFL player to invest into my business, you know, I would say around the beginning of 2023, you know, I think it was like March, March or April, around the first beginning, like beginning of first or second quarter of the year. And um, yeah, that's whenever we relaunched in June, you know, so. Any chance you share who that is? Well, um, I mean, I can't, I can't share it yet. I mean, if you guys ever watched, you know, the announcement videos, which I'm sure you guys did, I'm sure you guys have seen Sentence announcement, you know, at the end of his video, we talked about going to New York and um yeah that's why we're gonna go to new york you know we've got some major major um media companies like espn you know sports illustrated cbs sports esports gg esports insider lots of these um media companies are going to push our press release and interview the nfl star and myself and you know it's pretty much similar to dignitas and boston scott but um you know yeah i mean this athlete is a little bit larger than him but um it should be very very exciting you know very exciting Okay, I know it's not Tyreek Hill because he already has his own. So <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, my boy scoped. <laughs> interesting. That's cool though. I'm I'm glad to hear one that like you pushed through all that, had a plan to reach out to people, and then it it worked. Like yeah. you you could have at any point just time. stopped doing it, um, which most lots people probably of, would have. Lots of no's, you know. Like just one thing as well to kind of add. I can kind of say this, but you know. I was supposed to have Eli Apple, you know, he's a cornerback and I think he's on the, you know, Tyreek Hill team now. He was supposed, and this was, you know, the first, around the first year for Gamers 8, not the one that just happened. This, I was supposed to have Eli Apple invest $75,000 into the business. We were supposed to relaunch, you know, a lot earlier than where we did, but that kind of fell through last minute. And, you know, when things like that happen, it's very devastating. I was supposed to also have Darnell Mooney, you know, who's a wide receiver for the Chicago Bears, you know, he was supposed to invest alongside, you know, a few other people, like I can name them, but like Perry Nickerson, um, I think he's on the Dolphins as well. He was on the Vikings at that time. And then you have, what's his name? Dontrell Hilliard. He's one of the running back for the uh, the Titans. So I had a few other guys as well who were supposed to invest, who are Don, um, Darnell Mooney's friends. They were all supposed to invest together. But that fell through. And, um, yeah, it was very, very devastating, you know. You know, I, it took me maybe almost around another year to, to get a, uh, another athlete to invest. So, yeah, lots of, you know, I, frustrating, but... Trust me, I worked in sales for five years, so most of the time you hear no, and then every once in a while you get a yes, and then that's the best day, and then you go weeks again until somebody says yes (laughs) to you. So I get it, and it's a really good thing. I think um, what I found from it is now I'm not afraid just to do stuff, and sometimes it's going to fail. Sometimes you're going to be told no, but at least you're doing, and doing just anything is better than somebody talking about doing stuff. And it's important to kind of have that drive and force behind an organization. So awesome to hear you do it. And it sounds like whenever this press release comes out, uh, we will get to see who is behind the organization. Do you have a time frame for that? Um, so I'm going to try to do it after Copenhagen, you know, I'm finishing our roster and that's why I didn't want to rush it. You know, I'm getting like a pretty, very, very big brand deal coming very soon, like very soon. So I didn't want to rush it, you know, kind of pitching that to sponsors, you know, you know, basically saying, hey, we have this interview that's happening. You, he's going to be wearing our apparel, our jersey, put your logo on the jersey, you know, things like that. That's why I'm not rushing it, you know. So once we also announce a few more people relatively soon and um, have a better roster, then then we'll announce him. So. So, yeah. OK, cool, cool. Now, as far as like I, I would love to get to know the decision making bes- behind who you choose to pick up who you choose to have on the team and like why certain players not others because currently in north america there's like three organizations or at least like three top organizations yes 
Um, there's you guys, there's elite and there's dig. And like, those are the three kind of players signing top players. And you have others kind of just like randomly seemingly picking up players and then disappearing. But why one, who'd you start with in NA? Okay. Fatch. So one, why, why him, right? He's not necessarily the biggest content creator, but he's one of the better consistent players in the region. Um, would just love to know like your decision-making behind that. Yeah, for sure. It's a great question. So it was very, very tough. You know, I was supposed to the first. So here's how it went. You know, I have a friend, you know, 50, you you also pod, um, did the podcast with him. So he was kind of helping me with my first signing, getting me in touch with players because, you know, I would DM players. No one would respond to the DM because, you know, a lot of orgs promise and say these good things. So they kind of frown away from that because, you know, it's just happened a plethora amount of times. So pretty much, you know, I was supposed to go do something with Rocaine that fell through. And then there was day I tried talking to edgy. There was lots of players that I would reach out to and, you know, it all fell through. So pretty much, you know, I reached out to, um, Pam Stu to sign Pam Stu and I needed to sign someone in time for DreamHack, And it was kind of like, you know, running late on time, but I also wasn't just going to sign anyone. You know, I needed someone who places really high, who I believe that if they had a content team around them and they were doing content, then, um, you know, they can kind of blow up if that makes sense. But, you know, I reached out to Pam Stu and, you know, I, somebody responded and then they told me to reach out. It was like Fatch's brother, Felix or whatever. Okay. So then, you know, um, Pam Stu wasn't home or something like that. And it, it just wouldn't have worked. So I was like, okay, I'll just sign Fatch. You know, I, and I, I believe the potential was there with Fatch or whatever. So, you know, I ended up, you know, talking to Felix, his brother. And, um, you know, that's just kind of why I ended up signing Fatch. You know, I believe he's a, you know, very consistent player, obviously, since World Cup, he got like 10th. But, um, you know, the content is something that I've, you know, still been trying to do with him. It's very, very challenging, you know, like with yeah. players when they don't want to like send footage and stuff like that over. So it's, um, it's very, very hard, but that's kind of why, I, you know, I signed Fatch. You know, I just needed one person though to sign, you know, I like, as you see who I have now, like, you know, Scented and Cold, those are the guys that I wanted to sign. You know, I've been reaching out to, like before I signed Cold, I was trying to sign Cold for like maybe a year, a year and a half. <laughs> In advance, while he was on 33, because I knew 33 was going to end, while I was raising funding, I was trying to, you know, build a relationship there so that I can, once they ended, I could get cold immediately. But um, they just, them and their managers, they don't really respond. So I just needed one player, and I needed to do a great announcement video with them and show the community that, you know, this team is legit and, you know, we're going to add value. So that's kind of why Fatch was that one person. It didn't really matter who it was, just needed that one so that I could go get the Sensids and the, the colds. And hopefully... um. That's not any disrespect to Fats either, you know. But um, yeah. So hopefully I answered that correctly as well, or you know, yeah, in a good way. you definitely did. And I mean, I, I know both Fatch, Pam Stu, and his brother Felix. Yeah. Um, I I actually reached out to um Felix. I was like, oh, you know, what is this? It seems interesting because he he's a no nonsense guy, and I'm like from talking yeah. to him, they've gotten a lot of nonsense offers. So. It, from that point, I was like, okay, like you guys agent is a legitimate operation uh, because I don't see Felix putting his brother yeah. in some like BS that we've seen in the past. So I don't know. It sounds like that wasn't intentional, but for me, the, oh, yeah, the yeah. fat signing was like very much like, okay, these people know what they're doing and hopefully um, they continue to do well. So that's cool. I, I like the initial introduction of Fatch and now you go after all these players. Uh Bakken and Pars I actually got to do uh the voiceover for it, which was pretty cool. And yeah. I I respect the grind of trying to get up a roster and get it started. 
I was with Elite when they kind of first started trying to build their own roster and same thing that you were saying like people just didn't respond to dms they were asking way too much money because you're a new organization they don't trust what's going on so now now you've established it if you keep this going for i mean i guess through globals and you have a decent performance all that is out the window now you've kind of solidified yourself as a a solid player like that six month to a year mark i feel like is the most important for an organization yeah, now, all of a sudden it is now like people are saying you'll end in like six months i'm just like that's crazy uh, <laughs> but yeah yeah it's there's been way too many that have come and gone and for the players it's all right as long as they get paid like i don't yeah, really yeah, care yeah they get their money they're just like whatever it's just yeah. another one of those but so what is your plan though to take this beyond just a regular old twitter organization yeah. or youtube yeah. video that everyone else does yeah so you know i think with fortnite orgs it's a blessing to now my it's like everything happens for a reason so you know i think of it as a blessing in disguise it's a good thing i didn't get funding when i wanted it because the market for salaries were at a crazy price still okay. now it's it's calm it's come down a lot and you know to be able to not spend to we're really because i know how much other orgs are spending on certain players and to see that we have players that add way more value and we're spending either the same or less on players that don't add more value that they're spending, you know, a lot on, you know, it's kind of a good thing. So, you know, so pretty much, you know, content is something that I, and everybody just says content, but I don't really think that people understand. So, you know, I love what Become Legends was doing, you know, Sven, he coaches Fatch and he coaches Cold as well. Sven is somebody that, so what we tried to do was we tried to go to Poland before Copenhagen for boot camp, but blast, they weren't allowing us to book tickets early. That's something that we were going to do. You know, we were, we're, we're definitely going to do a lot of content. You know, I just moved here in Dallas and today's like my actual first day of me being able to do work now because I had to travel from, from Texas to Florida to San Antonio for the Coca-Cola and Six Flags event. You know, I've kind of been busy, but content is something that we're really going to take serious. So that's kind of why I relocated here so that I can do things, do things with my players. And, you know, I kind of plan to, I don't really want to leak too many things um but like you know get a team house as well you know and it's not going to be something to where we're spending crazy amounts like you know hundreds of thousands to millions to where like you said in the beginning to where we're burning money like in a furnace or whatever you know i i've I've done a strategic way of spending less or getting a sponsor to pay for that at the very least so that my investor is you know seeing that we're making money or whatever but you know content so i wrote content you know um i don't really want to like leak too many ideas because i don't know who can be listening to this but (laughs) You know, there's there's lots of, you know, content things that we're going to be doing. Like, you know, I, and I can't say names of specific people that we're about to announce. But, you know, I've got a great group of guys who are genuine friends. And, you know, and they're pretty big people as well. So the content that we're going to be doing with them is going to be similar to a lot of, you know, bigger brands that we see or bigger like group, like content groups, like AMP, Sideman and so on that they do. And I'm going to be doing that with, you know, a lot of these Fortnite players to helping them take their brand to the next level, plus also growing the organization. You know, like AMP is filled with like, you know, Kai Sinat, Duke, um, all these other guys, but AMP is growing. So that's kind of something I wanted to do in Fortnite while also having guys, um, you know, compete and place at a very high, you know, just high end leaderboards, you know, like Pars and Baca, you know, it took those kids to um, this event, you know, last weekend with Coca-Cola and Six Flags, you know, Pars, they didn't have to pay for anything, Coca-Cola and all that, they paid for it for us to go, the kid made 12k, and a lot of fans got to meet them and know who they are, and I think things like that are perfect for, you know, players who are very high in the leaderboards, but 
people don't know who they are, I think that's a great thing for their brand, you know, and I've got them, you know, posting on, you know, TikTok daily, I've got managers and all those things set up for those guys so that, you know, whenever they place high in these cash cups and FNCS and whatnot, you know, people can start to see who they are, see their face and all these things. So that's, you know, what I, that's my, for at least for Fortnite, you know, I'm definitely going to get into other things, you know, that's just, you know, after the announcement in Copenhagen and whatnot, you know, we'll definitely branch off into other things. But, you know, for Fortnite, I think, you know, it can be conquered by us the correct way, you know, become legends, I would say is like, you know, they were the closest to it, but despite what happened, you know, I don't, they're no longer where they, you know, were a few years ago. Then you had extra gaming who was really, really close. That's my personal favorite. I loved extra gaming. They were killing it, doing fantastic things with Subnation, which was their, you know, their, their investors and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've got a great group of guys that perform well competitive wise, but also content, I believe, adds more value, especially to the scene as well. You know, Fortnite took a huge hit in terms of competitive with people like, you know, Mongrel, Benji Fishy. And then, you know, you never know somebody like Mr. Savage is going to retire and so on and so forth. So, you know, there's like a newer generation of people that kind of have to replace those um, those role models. So, yeah, that's that's definitely my um, my roadmap for Fortnite, at least, you know, so. Cool, cool. And I, I really so couple of things one i think it's so important to give the players support like have managers boost them because players it's very easy for a kid most of them are young i mean you're young so most (laughs) most of the the players are very comfortable just competing not really doing anything else besides that but you know if you give them all the tools like it sounds like you're doing they can grow so quickly with really just clipping things every once exactly that's all they that's all i tell them to do just record the first game of a cash cup you drop 30 40 kills have their TikTok editor make, you know, TikTok, you know, like a video for that, but also YouTube videos to give them all the resources, but but continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, there's plenty of things that can be done very easily um, to be, let's say, your average competitive player and to make that step beyond just being a name on a leaderboard, like you said, Baca and Pars, that's huge for those guys to be able yeah. to step out of that comfort zone. They're starting to prove themselves as top players in the region. But yeah. what now can you do with that? What more can you do after saying, Hey, I'm really good at this video game because the people that excelled, like the mongrels, everyone, yeah. you could show people a picture of mongrel and everyone they knows. Know who he is. Yeah, exactly. So using that platform of being a great competitor to excel yourself beyond that one, I know it's really freaking hard to make it to that level. So I used to be all about like, oh, these players have to do this. They have to do that, have to make content. But I've grown more of an understanding of how difficult it is to even just compete at that level. And then content is its own thing. So one, having the team around them is important. And then two, picking the right people that actually want to make that step is huge. So that leads me to my next question. If I'm looking at your roster, the only one that really stands out to me as like content driven is paper. It seems like everyone else is kind of just, I'll put out things, but like Cole doesn't really show his face much. Scented is a household name and the rest of them don't really seem to be forward facing as like a, a face of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Pars and Baca, they both stream now. It's just, you know, it's definitely a little difficult to get them to show their face on on camera. Same with Cold, you know, Cold, like he's not home, so he hasn't been able to stream. But he was streaming events, you know, that's something that he doesn't really do. And he was actually streaming Cash Cups finals and things like that, and even FNCS like the week. So I've gotten him to stream that. It's just to get him to show his face. 
But um, I mean, that's that's you know a conversation I'm going to have with him as soon as he gets home on the 14th. You know, c- coming into the next season with content grinding for him. You know, his TikTok is you know doing great, and you know, getting his YouTube is doing well as well. But you know, there's still room for improvement. Same with Scented. You know, Scented is streaming, but you know, though like those, it's in their contracts or whatever. But I'm you know I'm always on them. You know, to make sure that they're still streaming with their face and creating great content you know so i can get make sure all of their platforms are being posted on and they're also giving you know the the best of their effort because that's the reason why i signed them you know i didn't just sign them so that they can join the team have it in their bio and then that's it you called it a day so uh, you know definitely i say paper you know he um i already knew he was going to exceed past my expectations the kid streams hundreds of hours a month <laughs> and he shows his face and so all he does is go live but um yeah i mean yeah i i'm definitely you know doing my best with all of these guys you know with fats it's it's very very difficult you know you know, it's pretty tricky and challenging, but um, I mean, with the future people that we're about to sign, they're just natural content creators and they're already creating content. Plus they're pretty, they're placing pretty high. So it's, it's you know, it's going to be easier with them, you know? So, but yeah, with like, I'd say with Pars, Baca, Cold and Scented, um, those guys, I'm still like, you know, it's only been about a month, one to two months, but they're creating the content, but they can do, they can do better. So yeah. Well, and that that attitude of constantly striving for better is what's going to help you long term. So yeah, hopefully, uh, the players get that and they're able to help you out. So you've moved now and are seem to be based on what you've told me very hands on with the organization with the whole process. And there's various different owners that are faces of organizations and then there's others that kind of just pay the bills and don't necessarily want to be the front of it but you seem to be the the latter of oh i I would like to be in the announcement videos i want to be a part of this and why did you decide like that is the the route you want to be forward facing and then also like how do you plan to kind of portray yourself going forward i guess well, you know, I like I said with FaZe, you know, those guys, since they were the owners of FaZe, it kind of made me easier attached to the brand. Although I'm not like a scented, I'm not like a cold, so my following isn't like a FaZe Rain or Adapt at that time. I still think as, you know, being an owner, an active owner, like, you know, with your players and, you know, being in the videos and helping and doing everything, I think it's a very, very good thing for the brand. And then, I mean, I also want to grow my personal brand as well. Like, you know, once this is established in a few months, you know, I plan to create content myself, you know, do vlogs, like, you know, workout vlogs, gym vlog or golf vlogs. All of these things, but um, I mean, I, I I personally think you know just being an active owner, it's very very good for the business and for the fans and whatnot. So they kind of see who's you know doing this or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think it's really important. I think some of the biggest orgs we've seen, the ownership has been out there and vocal and yeah. a, a big piece of who the team is. So yeah, I think that will lead to your success as long as you don't mess it up. Um, yeah. And just making sure that you're a part of it. So good luck. That's a difficult yeah. challenge. You're going. Okay, yeah, to apparently it's very difficult. Yeah. I mean, people are saying don't end, you know, but yeah, no, I, I mean more like being the face of the organization oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you will constantly be judged by your actions and it's more yeah. than just you. It's also now the organization that you are representing with every single thing that you do. Um, so yeah. Have have fun with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, got to be careful. Yeah, tread lightly sometimes. Now, I want to go back because I didn't see much about this Coca-Cola Six Flags event, and then all of a sudden it like pops up on social media. Like, yeah, what was that like? Because I honestly don't know much about it, and I'm yeah. pretty active in the space. 
So obviously, you know, not a lot of fans heard about it. You know, I would say it was, and it's it's kind of their fault, but not really. You know, their main person was Booga, but Booga couldn't really announce it until maybe four days before the event is what I was told because of like licensing agreements with Epic and whatnot. So that's very challenging. But, um, you know, they didn't market it the best way. Um, You know, I definitely will be helping them with that moving forward. You know, I'm going to do my best to help them market it. But it was a fantastic event. It was really it was really really good and they need to do more of those you know like we need more third-party things oh, yeah. and i told them that as well it was it was fantastic you know especially for the fans and like i said for the players but like parson baka but i'll get to that after but for the fans to kind of you know go to this event to you know you pay but they had like this facility in six flags it was it was amazing and there was tons of very great high-end pcs it was amazing you know the chairs the monitors the mouses the keyboards the headsets all of that stuff and they also had like this big stage and on the stage you had like you know everybody so you had somerset you had bully you had booga you had zemi you had Sentin, you had oliver og you had a fam- um, an nba player named trey jones you might know who he is he went to duke I do. you know yeah he was on the grizzlies now he's in the san antonio spurs so you know you had a big stage there so the player these kids you know they all love Fortnite. You know, they got to meet, you know, some of their favorite creators and they also got to play in the tournament with them. They play like an only up um, map on Saturday. And then after that tournament, they got to do like a meet and greet with them. So they, you know, they had shirts and they had like, you know, controllers or whatever keyboards for them to sign. They took photos with them. And, um, you know, after that was the next day it was Sunday, they had this tournament. So they got to play in this um, zero build tournament with their favorite players and creators for money. And um, it was just a very, very good experience. You know, things like that, I believe, are what fans, you know, like it's great for fans so that they can meet, you know, their players that they look up to. Because, you know, you have NBA and NFL games and you can just go to that and pay for it. But with Fortnite, it's all online. So it's very challenging for you to kind of like, you know, meet the people you look up to. But for an event like this, it was amazing. And then to go back to the players now, Pars and Baca, they're not really too popular, but they're very, very good competitors and they're very high and look like, you know, they're, they're really good. But for them to go to those events and create content of, you know, them being there and for fans to meet them and know who they are, it's a very, very good thing now to take their brand to the next level so that they can become like a Somerset or a Booga, you know, just in not just only creating content online or just, you know, maybe not even creating content. So it's a, it's a, it's a very good thing for, you know, both parties and both sides. So I... It was, it was a very well ran event and we also got to just go to all the rides for free with security after nice. you know all the vip people so it was it was fun yeah yeah it sounds like and i'm with you the more third-party events the better um i'm completely biased because i get paid to do events like those and commentate <laughs> but uh just for the general health of the competitive space and just fortnite as a whole i mean we had that there's pax west um there was just the reddish tournament yeah there's a lot going on right now and i was nervous you know a month or so ago it, it looked like there's gonna be this gap between the end of Me FNCS. Too. I thought the same thing yeah yeah it's what three months ish well uh two and a half i guess yeah um where fortnite really wasn't gonna do anything besides cash cups and we would kind of be in this lull of competitive right. right before this huge event, which, you know, I'm not, I don't know. I, I, I like build up for things. And if we have stuff like this, it would help. So I'm happy to see this. It's good for the space. And I think the more that this happens, the more that people like yourself can be successful because you're getting your players faces out there and, they get to become a real person, not just a character on the screen, which I think is the biggest challenge of Fortnite. Because if you enjoy watching Fortnite, you don't necessarily know who even the players are. Like it's not important to you that this is a person behind the screen. And 
I think one on the broadcast, we've been trying to do that a little bit better, but also like it, all the organizations, Dignitas, you guys uh, have been putting out more forward facing player stuff yeah. to make people fans of the players and not necessarily just the game. So yeah, I just little rant right there. Don't know where I was going with that. No, you're but... good. No, I, yeah, I like that. Yeah, you're good. Uh, I, like, I like the third party events too, man. It's, yeah, it's great for the community. Hopefully we get like a regular series. I, I loved when they were doing like DreamHack because it allowed yeah. these like regular separate Pop-up events or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only uh, the DreamHack online. If they were in person, that'd be even better. Yeah. But during COVID, yeah. it was like once a month, you knew there was this event and it was like duos and solos. And we were playing trios at the time. So it's kind of like this own thing going on which I yeah. really enjoyed um, and I, I would love for that to come back next year, but I don't get, to, <laughs> I don't get to, to choose that. I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to throw out tournaments. Stuff. Yeah. Um, so this is a little bit of a curveball, but like going back to it, why were you reaching out to like NFL and NBA players as the person yeah. to try and fund your organization? Because that's kind of like a different, yeah, uh, and now we're starting to see a lot of players start to get involved. Like Deshaun Jackson, Preston Smith have kind of done their own organization. Tyreek Hill, like we mentioned earlier, they're starting to get involved. But you said you started this years ago, and there yeah, wasn't wow. really anything there. Like, why did you do that? So, I mean, I would always still see athletes join gaming teams. You know, I'd see Ben Simmons affiliated with Face Clan. I'd see Kyler Murray affiliated with Face Clan. I would see Stephen Curry with TSM, Shaq with TSM. You would have, or Shaq was with R- NRG. I mean, there was a lot of bigger athletes that I would still see join gaming teams or create their own. I forgot this one NFL player. He, he ended up creating his own as well. He retired and created his own. But, and then it was also the Boston Scott and the uh, Dignitas one. You know, I'd still see it. And I was just like, and plus, you also see athletes just game on the regular. So, you know, they would just try to create, they, like Tyreek Hill, his was just a friend group. You know, it's not like an actual gaming team where they just, you know, like it's like an actual friend group type of thing. So I'd still see athletes, you know, do that and just game and stream on Twitch. And I'm just like, dude, invest into an esports org that's popular. So while you're also hot in the league, you know, you can make more money rather than whenever you retire and you're no longer like, you know, the, you know, that guy you still have you know some money but it would just be a good thing to do while you're in your career so i just would always see athletes you know joining gaming teams so i was just like man every day i was just grinding dming athletes on instagram like all night for like hours and i would email them their agents so that's kind of why i would you know contact the athletes i, I think i contacted well at that time frame it was i had like a list in front of me of like active players and even retired ones too and i just every single one from each sport you name it Okay, so who's your uh, who's your favorite team for both the NFL and NBA? Dude, that's such a tough question, bro. Because I mean, my favorite player for basketball is definitely Kevin Durant. Like, I, I like basketball a lot more than football. Because okay. I just growing up, that's all I would do: just eat, sleep, basketball. But um, I really don't know. I for the for the NBA, bro. I really I <laughs> wish I could answer that. It's tough. I mean, I hope the Suns do well um next season, but they're gonna probably get smoked by the Nuggets. Just being realistic with you, Jokic is like in his prime still, so. And Kevin Durant, realistically, like he's him, but like he's not him enough to like stop Jokic. <laughs> same with, same with Devin Booker. So I don't know, man. And for the NFL, I mean, I can't. I, I I'm not a big NFL fan. I don't really like football that much. You know, oh, sorry man. to say. I know, I know. I bro, I, it was just basketball for me. <laughs> but my favorite team is the one that's on with, with that the NFL player is on. But I can't say that team. But I mean, 
Yeah. So, so there's my answer for that. You know, I wish I wish I could it's have like much answer. more. Yeah, it's not an answer. I wish I could have much of, more of an answer, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can't give so, yeah, me anything. Yeah. Like, not even a team. I mean, bro, I like. I really like the. I like the Patriots because I, I like Tom Brady. You uh, know, I like winners. I like winners. But and then he went to Tampa Bay because I'm from Florida as well, so that's kind of nice. But bro, I mean. Dude, I like the Eagles a lot. You know, there was somebody that went to a school that was near me. He got he was um he got drafted. He was like like one of the first few um picks in the NFL draft. You probably know his name. I forgot his name. I don't know how. Jalen Carter. Went, yeah, Jalen Carter. Like a lot of my IRLs know who he is, and my little brother goes to the same high school as him. So I, I like the Eagles as well because I also like their quarterback. I like his mentality okay. and how he thinks. So you know, the Eagles I would say is a good one. But I also like Patrick Mahomes a lot. So you know, I can't really like say the all these teams. You know, it just doesn't make sense. But I'd say the Eagles, I guess. Okay. Fan of great quarterback play, it sounds like Tom Brady, yeah. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Well, I just like the way how they think. You know, they just have a really good mindset. Yeah, I- I'm with you. I'm I'm a Jets fan. Uh, if you couldn't tell, oh, I could tell. <laughs> they um finally got a good quarterback, so I'm super excited for this season. And it kicks off tonight. Actually, you guys at home listening, it'll be tomorrow or well yesterday, but. Today yeah. is the first day of the NFL season. I couldn't be more excited. So for you, is this what you want as far as the organization to stay with like the one player? Or is this now something where you're going to look to branch out after Copenhagen? Once you announce everything later down the line, are you trying to do other esports? get involved in other esports? get other players, NFL, NBA, M- MLB, whatever it may be involved. Like what do you foresee the future looking like for you guys over the next couple of years? Yeah. So, you know, once I kind of, you know, do this Fortnite thing, we'll still be very active in Fortnite. We just won't be like an org that kind of um, picks up too many players. So we'll, we'll still have a decent amount of players because like, you know, we'll, 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 we're going to pick up some pretty big names, but brands, they like bigger names, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like how you asked me, like the why, the fact, and even like somebody like Paper or Pars and Baca, those names don't necessarily excite brands too much. So, and Colt Sensen is probably the only very big name. So I've got to kind of like, you know, add a few more Sensen, some household names because brands like that and they'll pay for that. But, um, you know, once we kind of conquer Fortnite and we continuously do a lot of IRL content, we kind of separate ourselves from other orgs and, you know, kind of like, you know, I guess would say make history. Um, definitely going to get into other games. You know, I'd love to get into like, you know, the COD League. Um, I'd love to get into Rocket League. I would love to get into Valorant, Apex, you know, Apex, they, I, the ALGS thing, uh, you know, the that tournament. I'm not too sure if our how familiar you are with apex but you know i i was trying to to get a team going for that but um you know it's just kind of a little too busy with what we're doing for fortnite but for sure we're definitely going to to you know branch off into other things so that we can take as an agent to another level because you know fortnite is a great game to get popular and for a brand but um you know i would say for respect for an esports org you have to get into other things because they don't take fortnite seriously and even fortnite doesn't take competitive seriously itself so it's just like you'll see us branching off. And then to answer your question, as far as it goes for adding more athletes, um, I think that, you know, it'll kill the brand because if you look at orgs like FaZe, if you add too many popular people, whether it's rappers or whatever, I will do collaborations with them because, you know, I've made a good amount of connections when I was trying to get funding, you know, I have all these guys, their numbers and whatnot. So I'll do collaborations with these guys and film content with them. But as far as it goes for adding them to the brand as like a cult owner or things like that, I wouldn't do that because, you know, I don't necessarily, unless, you know, shit hits the fan and i need funding from them then maybe but that that's not going to happen i don't believe that's going to happen as well you know god forbid 
But, um, you know, I won't, I'll just collaborate with them, you know, same thing with rappers. But then, you know, I do think at a point in time, whenever it comes to expanding out into, you know, different games, you know, games like Valorant or whatever, you know, um, players are asking for a lot of money. It's a lot of money, like, you know, the franchising side of things. So I will most likely, you know, get maybe like a private equity group to invest into the business or unless, you know, like I said, like, you know, we have like a pretty big sponsor coming. Um, unless, you know, the big sponsors, um, the like Fortune 100 companies want to kind of like, you know, pay for the salaries and things like that, then that's maybe, you know, what we'll do. But I'll for sure get more funding, like, you know, like how Extra Gaming had Subnation, that was their investor and they were constantly promoting them. So, um, yeah, so. Yeah, I think that makes a, a ton of sense, though. You don't want to dilute the brand by having it be kind of just this mess of people, whereas... Yeah, it seems like the most successful organizations have kind of focused on, hey, here's our guy. This is who we are. And then branch off similar to that. Um, and then as far as like working with investments, getting into other games, how what would you expect your timeline to be? Is this something you're expecting to do in the next year or is it? you know, let's establish Fortnite for this year and next year. Yeah. Like, where do you see that happening? It's kind of like both. So how you just said, let's establish Fortnite and then let's see. So like, you know, that's definitely the main focus because it's, it's, it's time consuming, man. But once this is very established, you know, within the next few months, like especially after Copenhagen, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure there might be a dream hack in December, but that's not confirmed. So I don't know. But once that has happened, you know, there's gonna, it's going to be very successful, you know, with all the announcements that we have coming. So, with the amount of money that we'll get from sponsors and whatnot, um, I'll for sure want to get involved in another game. You know, it's just like other games aren't like Fortnite to where they're like, you know, like ALGS. Like, I don't know how to explain it to you, but like Fortnite, like, you know, their thing is just like, their I, I know how their tournaments are structured, basically. And it's at the end yeah. of the year when the major thing is happening. I, I got to figure out like, you know, like for Valorant, for Rocket League, like how their tournament structures are and when is the best time to to kind of get involved with that makes sense to where it just makes, you know, makes sense, you know, but like, before it's a very big tournament or whatever, I kind of have to um, just become more knowledgeable in that. But um, I would still say at least sometime next year, we would um, definitely get involved in another esport, if not around the end of this year, if, you know, it makes sense to. But um, yeah, it should be very, very soon, you know, but okay. don't want to necessarily rush though. But yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you're just kind of start, not just starting yeah, off because you've yeah, been doing this really now are. for a while, but you're essentially starting from zero again this yeah. summer. So yeah, there's a lot of work still to be done. And most games, I will let you know, kind of have a similar like seasonal system to Fortnite yeah. where like event, event, event build at the end of the year, October, November timeframe is like the main thing. So most of them work like that. Um, yeah. which is like a good and a bad thing because if you're an organization, it's like all this happens at once. So you don't really get to spread that like interest out throughout the year as much, but it also is a great thing. If everyone's popping off, you're having a ton of success, which yeah. leads me to my next question. Like, what would you consider success within your organization? Like when, or what would you consider like a goal for, agent like what what do you want to build and when would you consider it successful well that's actually a tricky question when i would see successful i mean for me uh, who i would want to say like i just want to build a brand you know that fans can kind of like you know actually it's like a consistent brand where we don't end you know we have like a lot of these huge creators and competitors in different games 
to where you see us doing collaborations with people that are outside of the industry or even in the industry. So like I was saying, like, you know, with rappers and other athletes, you know, I'd love to do cross collaborations and things like that because not a lot of orgs do that. And if they do do it, they do it the wrong way to where they just make every single person join towards just like, geez, they're getting this TikToker, they're getting this athlete, this MMA fighter or whatever. So, you know, I that's like, that's kind of what I'm trying to build, you know, building, um, Kind of like, you know, building this thing in each game to where we have like a lot of fans who look up to our creators and we build something that's where like really established, if that makes sense, to where, you know, we, we're just we're, we're kind of killing in content. I think content is the most important thing. So we partner with these brands and, you know, like I said, we're taking our players to NFL games and we're doing like a lot of different things. And I mean, I don't really know if I would call that successful, though. Like, I really don't know when I would call it successful. Maybe whenever we be, um, at least we're breaking even becoming profitable, which, you know, the way I've structured it, um, it's very, very likely you know so that's when i would i guess would say it's actually a successful thing when my investor is making some return on his money or at least you know like we're just not because we're we're not burning a lot of money right now if i'm being honest with you compared to a lot of organizations which is a which is a blessing from what i've you know been able to find out but um if we keep it the right we're going i guess you know success is in the near future you know for for the business you know so so yeah, yeah hopefully i answered that the right way yeah, that makes sense. I mean, just being a sustainable business is kind of yeah, what that's, I guess the success. Yeah, just making it. Most businesses fail in the first yeah. three years. So being able yeah. to turn that profit and get it back around would be quite nice for you guys. So that is going to take some time and effort. Yeah. Um, and you are kind of smart in starting in Fortnite. Wave out in Europe, they did that, then branched off to Valorant, had a ton of success and have still had some solid success in both games now, which people used to say that the salaries in Fortnite were absurd. And like, I, I know what some of the players were getting, but still compared to some of the other leagues, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not that much. Even if you're paying someone 10 K a month, like that's $120,000 a year. That's pretty standard for a lot of yeah. like the other major esports out there. Um, and Fortnite salaries are nowhere near that at 10k a month. Yeah, yeah, I mean, unless you're clicks, that's yeah. probably one of the few that's pulling anywhere upwards of several thousand dollars. But yeah, um, yeah it's not a bad bad time to get involved, especially. Yeah, with- everybody says it's bad. I think it's a blessing, bro, because it's just it's very good for popularity. The market is at an all time low. So what that means is, you know, for example, like you know, if you look at stocks and whatnot when they crash basically player salaries it crashes teams and tna ended no like you know no shade or anything like that but it's just like you know people are just like oh shit there's not many orgs you know i kind of want to get signed and be a part of something but i can't say oh i want 5k and i don't stream or show my face and at zero percent you know so it's just kind of like i think it's a great thing for orgs but they have to know how to do it so yeah it makes a ton of sense to be able to I mean, a reasonable team salary could be under $10,000 and actually have a lot of content be put out Yeah, with that. Um, and then in wrapping up here, like going to Copenhagen, you have how many play? Is your whole roster going to it's, Copenhagen? Yeah, yeah, six out of six, yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, congratulations to you and the players Thank for you. that. Um, second, what are your expectations? Like where do you think? the players will finish what do you hope to see and what do you think is realistic 
Um, you know, it's, well, I'll, I'll only say realistic things. You know, I'm not just going to say, oh, this person's for sure going to win. I mean, you know, I'd see Cold and Acorn. You know, if the meta for the season is their meta, then I see them perform really, really well. Like, you know, last season wasn't a meta that they were just kind of like dominating. You know, that was more of like a rise in the arms type of meta, especially with the drop spot that they got. But before that, the season before that, you know, um, or two before that, I should say, whenever they won the FNCS, they were that, they won the FNCS by a lot. So, you know, it depends on how this meta is, you know, that that'll be easier to kind of answer that question for somebody like Fatch and, um, you know, his duo Pam's do they all they have to call like two times. But let's say they're uncontested. If they're uncontested, they'll call with ease. In my opinion, they're a very good duo. They just seem to be uncontested, even when they were contested in um, in FNCS. They still got like third place in one of their games, you know, which is a really good thing, you know, for people who don't know, like if you're contested, it's just shambles for you. But for them to be contested and still place really, really high and get a lot of points compared to whenever they died on spawn and the team would die to a team near them and that would just clean them up. You know, they're 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 really they're really good. And then, um, you know, Pars and Baca, you know, they're they're a sleeper. Um, they're going to do so well. I'm not really worried about that. They did great at Gamers 8. They did great in every single FNCS. Um, you know, they, this year for them is probably the best year that they've ever had. They've just been. Yeah, they're they're just killing it. You know, hopefully Paper and Muzz do do very well. You know, Muzz is a, a nervous type of player, just to be honest. You know, he, he gets nervous. But um, hopefully him and Paper do very, very well. And then, I mean, we're probably going to... Well, not probably. We're going to add, like, maybe three more players, and two out of those three have qualified. So, um, I mean, you don't really want to say names, but I'll just... I mean, dude, do I say this? Don't say anything uh, you don't want to say or will regret. Yeah, I know, right? I don't know, cause okay, ah, uh, I I won't say it. I won't say it. I'll just have you know self control. <laughs> I mean, two other players there. I honestly don't know how they'll do. Their play style is a little bit um different, you know. They're just like it's different. So I don't know how those two will do. But as far as it goes for everybody else, I think they'll do very very well. And um, you know, at least they qualified and they made it and they got to experience this despite how they performed. You know, it's a great experience that many people can't say that they've had. But um, yeah, you know that that that's my answer so okay yeah i mean for all the players are you going are you gonna go to copenhagen 100 percent, yeah nice it's an awesome place i i really enjoy the city um and the people are very kind so i think you all will enjoy it uh some of yeah. the players have been out there before for yeah, like last media year. days and different things but oh yeah last year was i did not mean to say last year but yeah yeah no you're right you're right um yeah i think fatch yeah he yeah, just he had just a there. piece recently with uh fortnite so it's awesome. I highly recommend anybody listening. If you've never been, you have the means to go. Definitely go if you're a fan of Fortnite. If not, I'd go anyway. It's just a cool place to visit. Um, it is. And do you like what do you want to get out of the, out of that as far as like content? Because you've talked a lot of content. Do you plan on doing stuff when yeah. you get there? Like, what are the yeah. the plans? Yeah, we tried our best to do a boot camp before that, like BL did. It was going to be so amazing whenever we were going to do that. But um, we'll still do content there, you know, a lot of like IRL stuff with the guys, like, you know, go out to eat, Um, just showing them, preparing, you know, hopefully, because I haven't been there, but I know 50, he said in the last one, the access that you kind of get, even being a plus one or whatever, isn't that good. Yeah. Hopefully the access is good enough for an organization to, you know, create content around their players for the event. So we're for sure going to be filming and doing a lot of um, vlogs and things like that for the guys. So, you know, from whenever we leave Dallas to to go to, to Denmark, we'll be vlogging and filming that. So, so yeah, it should be pretty, um, pretty fun and, um, you know, entertaining for the fans, I'd hope so. 
Yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, if you can get some of the guys out of their shells, they're a lot of fun. Paper's not one you need to open up. He, yeah. He's going to be who he is. Um, yeah. But the rest of the guys definitely should have a good time and enjoy it. Uh, especially, like, if someone told you you get a free all-expense paid trip to a, a brand new city and you get to go meet your peers, like, that alone yeah. is cool. And right. then the fact that you get to compete for $4 million is yeah. just icing on the cake after everything that goes on. So I think a lot of the players honestly have started to realize how awesome these opportunities are. You know, in yeah. the beginning, a couple of years ago, it seemed like people took these things for granted. And now because we've been starved for LAN events, all the players love coming together and doing things. So it, it should be a ton of fun. And hopefully you guys have some success out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like a lot of the players on the roster. I think cold especially is like, an incredible player at the game yeah, and he's a lot one. of fun. Yeah. He's yeah, he, so he's, much fun to watch. Yeah, he, yeah. He's easily the best in my opinion. And that's a fact. That's something <laughs> I would say. Yeah. He's number one for sure. Oh, I don't know. His duo is pretty good, but <laughs> I like cold. yeah, yeah, I, like yeah. Cold. I feel that. Um, all right. Well, that's all I have for you, man. I, I really appreciate it. And Thank you for sharing what you could. Maybe we'll have to get you back on here. Yeah, yeah. After you announce sure. everything in a few months. So excited to see how this happens. As a fan of the NFL, I always love seeing players get involved in the space. Um, just bias personally, it's really cool for me. It gives me hope that one day I will get to work like an NFL Fortnite event. So we'll see yeah. how that goes. And uh, yeah. let everybody know where to find you, where to find Agent, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, so for agents, you know, social media accounts, agent GGS on Twitter, agent.ggs on Instagram, pretty large following there as well. And then just agent gaming on YouTube for my personal self, just agent rad, the number seven on um, Twitter, and then Instagram, Snapchat, you know, all those things where I, you know, kind of post a lot of, you know, exclusive things that I leak without, you know, but I shouldn't be doing that, but it's just agent.conrad. So yeah, I mean, that's where you guys can find myself and my business or my brand. And yeah, thank you for having me as well. It was a pleasure. So, hey, of course, man. Thank you for joining. And uh, thank you, everyone listening at home. If you are still listening, uh, please give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. It's very helpful to the podcast to grow. Thank you all for listening. If you have any complaints, just DM me on Twitter at somebody's gun. I may or may not listen, but we'll see you next time. Peace.